0: Hi, this is Alex Hicken with the Very Hicken Bros Podcast. We are recording the 46th episode, if you include the bonus episode, and... We have some exciting topics today. The podcast will be organized by yeah, Trevor has three third topics, little quick topics, and we have a few full topics and then Trevor will conclude with a couple half topics, astrophysics, um news as usual to conclude. Um How's your day, Trevor? I
1: was uh, busy since all the schools are out for fall break, so Chick Fil A has been crazy, and I'm the better. And I'm not as experienced as other people that say that I can be as fast as them, since they know I can, and they have years of experience, and I can do it in two days. so Yeah.
0: How long have you been buttering?
1: Breading? Uh I have done breading. Oh, there. I thought you said buttering. I n- I've never buttered anything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> yeah, uh just a few days. I usually do breakfast. I'm really slow, oh. so so when I bread, I like to make sure my chicken is well breaded as the pictures show not just to do it to do it i don't like throw them away and put them in the fire you know
0: yeah yeah those leaders like to have you learn like they think it's simple and they expect you to learn within like five seconds <laughs> how to make it very efficiently <laughs> Yeah, this week has been pretty good for me. Uh, I got a job opportunity... No, job interview (laughs) um, tomorrow. So that's going to be interesting. It's a residential company, so I've never really considered working in residential that much. It'll be a new industry. Yeah. Um... Yeah, that's good. You want to start with your three third topics? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so I uh, have another update from Final Fantasy 16. That's uh, one of my more anticipated titles, as you can tell. They uh, declared that they have completed basic development. So basic mm-hmm. development, as they say, means that now they have to continue on building large-scale resources, boss battles, and expanding various development tools. And they also say mm-hmm. this is all why all the staff is uh, working remotely. Um, so that's good. What I uh, get out of this is Compared to the last development cycle in Final Fantasy XV, where Final Fantasy XV started <laughs> in 2006 as Final Fantasy Versus 13, and then changed names to Final, Fan- uh, to Final Fantasy 15 in 2012, and then it came out in 20- 2016, so it took them 10 years. <laughs> um and then they announced the final fantasy 7 remake in 2015 and it just came out earlier this year uh 2020 so (laughs) i was talking to alex earlier and like uh he asked me oh so why are they doing it this way why do they say like oh they completed basic development and why is it like a pre-rendered trailer and stuff in the engine instead of just like uh, the whole thing yeah i think it's because square enix wants to change their marketing and development strategy for this series for this uh game because uh playstation 5 is uh coming out within a month and they want to be able to release a game for it within the next couple years. I also thought it was interesting because the person working on this is the same person that worked on Final Fantasy XIV. So that's Mm -hmm. the game Alex has played a little bit. Alex also thinks that Final Fantasy XVI doesn't look great. He thinks it looks similar to the last games that just came out. Final Fantasy fourteen has been punctual with the expansions and releases and their stories are good and they keep the lore and they're very good at uh capturing the essence of Final Fantasy I say. So yeah, that's uh what I am uh excited for. Final Fantasy sixteen. And then uh going on to OnePlus, uh, one plus they figure it out i guess carl pay has left the company he's one of the leading he was a co-founder and he had uh, higher ambitions all his life he's always been wanting to quote he wanted to change the world and as a kid he had ambitious thoughts and dreams he's always wanted to uh, work for samsung but, uh, yeah. He went off to make uh, his own adventure, but there's no word on what it is and what his idea is with it. But, uh, yeah. Hmm. I. I wonder if it's like he doesn't. Maybe he's fulfilled his dreams at OnePlus of what he wanted to do with it. And I feel like. Where it's going is not what he wants with the one plus eight t and Nord the last two projects, I feel like maybe he was too rushed or just didn't see like I feel like it's just a, a stale process development process for him, and there's a lot of pressure on him for the Nord,
0: yeah, it kind of seems like a half product because it's the Nord is not serving the whole planet is only serving a few countries uh so it's the the nord project was like big but not at the same time (laughs) it's kind of weird
1: yeah but i feel like you know how they do the one plus and they do the numerical cycle and they add a t in the half year mark i feel like maybe that's just not his thing he doesn't I don't know maybe he's I think he's just bored you know like he has no way else he can innovate with the current technologies I don't know he probably wants to go on and do more things to change the world so yeah mm-hmm. Um. my next topic is another follow up with the project Soli chip they actually put it into the Nest thermostat which I said nice. last, last week that they would. There's no more rotating rim to control the touchscreen center button. So now you can uh, use it all with j- hand gestures uh, in front of the display. Um, mm-hmm yeah it's still google you can still summon a uh, Google Assistant with uh, Google home to control your temperature throughout the house. that's pretty much the same things, but more sleek, better design and yeah you can still install it within thirty minutes or less
0: <laughs> thirty minutes that's really slow compared to. <laughs> I have topics when we're talking about installing a whole house in 60 minutes
1: (laughs) yeah it's uh, 130 bucks and uh, should be available let's see it says in the coming weeks I'm assuming uh, Mm -hmm. it's going to be a Best Buy when uh, they got new Google products Best Buy is usually one of the first sellers you can always get it from Google Store which is Where they saw most hardware they release. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what's uh, your first four topic, Alex?
0: Yeah, my two topics today include uh, alphabet companies. Alphabet is kind of the umbrella company for Google (laughs) that Google has made for itself (laughs) Waymo announced that they're taking uh, their services public this week and it's pretty exciting they inspired me to start applying for jobs in Phoenix Arizona I think it's a main reason why but the second reason that actually made me actually convinced me is that i have an uncle that's moving there or maybe has moved there um yeah so i'll I'll have family down there if i do get a job down there um the current area that it serves is 50 square miles it it serves uh, some other areas like Chandler and Mesa and there's a third little town that it serves Mm -hmm. yeah currently only friends of the early writers can and friends and family can use it but pretty soon it'll be open up to the public where you could just use the app and call the Waymo card to pick you up and take you wherever Mm-hmm.
1: Did you say that they're like minivans or something?
0: No, they uh, they intend to use all different all their versions of the car. Because so, if you have a whole family, they'll send the whole big van. If you're just one person, they'll send a little car. And uh, yeah,
1: they don't have any other uh, small smart cars going around yet.
0: Yeah, the they design like a little yeah cute one, the original one. They're keeping (laughs) all the models.
1: Oh, that's cool. I want to uh, send one of those. That'd be fun.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, if I move down there, uh, you have to come visit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I could use it to get from the airport to your house.
0: Yeah. They are serving... Well, they're not serving, but they're testing in 25 other areas and they have 600 cars in total and they don't know exactly how many is going to be deployed in Phoenix. But they are planning to expand their service, the area of their service later this year by adding uh, people who sit in the cars.
1: Hmm. Um, it's interesting.
0: There is a I saw a little graph that this lady on Twitter posted saying uh, since about uh, 1934 until 2016, the price per mile for using a car was about 70 cents per mile. And by 2024, 20, they expect it'll cost 25 per mile.
1: That's good. It's a little reduction there.
0: Yeah, then you don't have to worry about registering your car and doing uh change of the gas and all the insurance and all that stuff. Yeah.
1: No more maintenance,
0: mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of funny because uh, Elon Musk he I don't know if the announcement expedited his uh, announcement, <laughs> but he announced that he's going to uh, uh deploy his full self driving beta next Tuesday. <laughs> and this is a complete uh, software like core update is a complete overhaul currently they're using uh, 2d camera views to understand the world and driving around but the new um, system they're planning to use will use 4d um understanding of the world. Yeah. That's kinda iffy. Yeah, they only use cameras and yeah. <laughs> it's like only two D. Yeah, it's like trying to play basketball in two D.
1: Yeah. Alright, so uh <laughs>
0: 3d i guess but uh elon musk made a little remark on uh overwatch no not overwatch Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> a remark on uh waymo's announcement this on twitter this guy named frank uh tinsley said that Waymo only works where they have a high-resolution map. And only so long as nothing changes to update or disagree with the maps. It's fragile. Okay. And then Elon Musk said, exactly. We barked up that tree for way too long. Sigh. Mm-hmm. Gives a false sense of victory, close, a tantalizing local maximum but reality is just too messy and weird our new system is compatible of driving in locations we never seen even once and uh, yeah my opinion is that I don't know how accurate (laughs) this understanding is um i don't know because they use lidar in all these senses it's not like they just only drive around with the the gps knowledge of um this guy his profession is not in the self-driving industry he works in ar i think so I don't, I don't know
1: mm-hmm.
0: if he's qualified. <laughs> um, Elon Musk's uh, understanding and implementation of self-driving is very controversial, being only dependent on cameras. And the full self-driving beta is kind of weird <laughs> also. <laughs> because Yeah, that's why
1: I say it's iffy
0: huh yeah the beta it's it's not full self-driving if it's a beta and you still have to like monitor it like super closely they're you're always going to get blamed if something goes wrong Um, waymo has people remotely that'll get you out of uh, trouble if uh, you come to like a closed road or something.
1: Anything else you wanted to add to that?
0: Uh, Not really. I kind of wonder what the other 25 areas are that they're testing in. But uh, that's (laughs) about it. Um, Later this year when they do have in-car vehicle operators, they plan to have barriers so it's covid safe the people in phoenix have been seeing waymo for years so it's they're pretty comfortable i think with it so i think it will be a good start for waymo's public services
1: yeah I uh, have also Elon Musk uh, mentioned in Overwatch is this pla he plays as Torb. He's a uh, <laughs> he's this little German uh, character, Swedish maybe. Anyways, he makes turrets and he, he like told Overwatch like, "Hey, can you buff his turrets?" And then he he's like. Yeah, we and then uh Overwatch like tweeted back, Yeah, we've been wanting to do this for a while and he, they showed like a turret on Mars. And then uh later they like tweeted back again at him with like a buff where like <laughs> the turrets are like rocket flying up in the air and anything that come by or like getting shot and he had like three turrets at once. That so I thought it was really funny. <laughs> Yeah, so um, Overwatch League, they uh, got, had an agreement with uh, IBM. IBM has really high big data crunching platforms like Watson and mm-hmm. supercomputers that can uh, analyze the big big brain uh, moves in the Overwatch League. And... Yeah, so within the the next two years for Overwatch League, they're gonna have IBM partnered up for analytics, uh, machine learning, and and a lot of other cool things that I, IBM can do until <laughs> 2022. So I'm excited to see like maybe they're like, oh, statistics from IBM say that the Shock will win from the previous. Uh, stats in the last year and then maybe mm-hmm. they'll be like, oh, they broke the trend and yeah, it'd be cool. It'd be like I live. think it's crazy
0: that they <laughs> I think it's crazy how they need a supercomputer to keep up with these uh eSports athletes. <laughs> and like baseball, you just get the uh, how fast the ball's pitched or the area where that was pitched <laughs> it was pretty simple <laughs> analytics
1: <laughs> yeah they like uh to tell stories a lot with like stats and how they've improved since the beginning of the inception of playing the game or since they've played uh uh semi-professionally and it adds context to the players and character to who you're pl- watching. So, hmm. yeah. I, I'm yeah, excited for cool. that because yeah, there's always uh, room for improvement in the Overwatch League. I watched the finals last Sunday with Nick and it was pretty funny because Nick thought that the, the Dynasty uh, were going to win it all and happened to be the Shock at the very end. He's like, what? I thought I saw the Dynasty we were going to win. <laughs> so, <laughs> I kept him on his toes. Yeah, that's uh, Overwatch League. The next year, uh, I heard the uh, Shock uh, renewed most of its uh, roster. Moth uh, said that he was a free agent for a couple weeks, but they had only certain period of time to sign with another team so including the shock again so we'll see if that uh, continues or if he goes on to a, a different team he's one of yeah, the yeah he might be
0: one of those other players where he just quits because he's done
1: <laughs> no he's not going to quit he seems like he wants to just keep playing hmm Yeah. And uh, what's, you have another uh, alphabet title?
0: The new alphabet company I've never covered before. It's called Mineral. It's kind of a weird name because it's a company that's intended to revolutionize the agriculture industry. Um, this is a kind of a follow-up related to (laughs) the IBM Um, they're planning to develop many products and tools for farmers in order to maximize the production of their farms because Google and Alphabet, they believe that in the next fifty years, they're gonna, we're gonna have to produce more food that we've made in the past ten thousand years. <laughs> so they, um, Alphabet's trying to get ahead of that. Currently, they have prototypes in uh, Illinois and California. They have these robots that kind of go through the rows and they're collecting all the data they can with everything that they could deploy (laughs) with software, hardware, artificial intelligence, simulation, sensors, robotics, machine learning, and everything they could do to get as much data as they can. And they're planning to also use the data that is existing to be able to develop strategies with the the farmers in order to accelerate or increase the production of the agriculture. Hmm.
1: That's a lot of uh, information. Like, I I have no idea what. I'm not a farmer, so I have no idea, like, how much you can get out of a row of, like, agricultural bushes. I'm guessing you'd get some kind of samples and the dirt and the plant and all the environment around to maximize the growth potential
0: in that area I don't know yeah using the same soil over and over and over again to have the same yield of uh, um, crops is very hard on the earth and maybe with additional data they could see if they could maybe rotate fields and still have the same yield and have, I don't know, <laughs> I have no idea what they'll be able to figure out, but they're trying to figure out a way to uh, um, accommodate the population that's growing. Mhm. Yeah, that's about it. I think it's kind of interesting that they're planning to use artificial intelligence and in simulation. It's like uh, you know how they did that with the uh, uh, what's it called uh, Go. They tried to figure out how to um, master that game, and the artificial intelligence figured out completely new strategies and stuff with the simulation yeah i kind of wonder what type of new things you know the the game of agriculture is a lot more complicated than go <laughs> so i don't know how much they could simulate yeah but i was just going uh, to say
1: that goes two D game and <laughs> I mean there are games that uh, are like farming simulators. I don't know if that would help them
0: at all. I don't know if they're using that kind of simulator or what. So Yeah. I think right now they're just gathering as much data as they can on all the crops and everything so they could get some sort of ideas of what are possible. They're likening their new technologies as like the microscope. The microscope completely changed the the field of science, and they're trying to invent uh, the new tools for the next uh, generations of farmers
1: yeah makes sense they probably have to use microscopes also
0: yeah they're <laughs> they getting really down into the soil and everything trying to learn everything they can
1: mhm Yeah, I wonder like how fast uh, they can deploy them around and I'll be able to see him one day just, like, driving down and you flying for all these little robots just moving around in Utah somewhere.
0: Yeah, they're being uh, used in some strawberry farms in California, so we might be able to drive down to Watsonville and fi- and see them.
1: <laughs> yeah, next time uh, we're in Santa Cruz.
0: Then we could show our parents, like, hey, look at those. Those are mineral uh, prototypes studying those strawberries
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: the farms in illinois is farming soybeans
1: hmm. soybeans
0: yeah soybeans
1: do you have any other comments on this uh mineral company
0: no it seems like they're very early on in their development and <laughs> kind of like that other alphabet company that we talked about where they like track all the fish and stuff <laughs> so they yeah. can make sure the fish are fed properly and they don't use too much food and stuff
1: <laughs> yeah so they've gone uh, from water to grass maybe the next thing they already have air with the loon maybe they go fire next or something <laughs>
0: yeah and and uh Google will go into heating and get smart fire
1: have some kind of uh, energy source from uh, fire and (laughs) optimize it to modernize the next energy provider
0: yeah we'll have a smart chimneys or something like that
1: yeah um (laughs) My next topic is astrophysics related. It's a half topic. But it's about heat. The hottest exoplanets in the galaxy. And minerals. So it's a good uh, follow up topic to Alex. Um, <laughs> the exoplanet's the uh, WASP-121b. The type of mm-hmm. planet it is. They call it a hot Jupiter. Because... Jupiter is a big gas giant so a lot of astronomers like to use words they have already to describe other planets so that's Mm -hmm. what they call this exoplanet it's close to and rivals the temperature of the stars itself (laughs) Uh, that's crazy (laughs) So they first discovered in 2015, and it's about 1.8 times the mass and size of Jupiter and about 1.27 days of the orbit. But mm-hmm. um, they've looked into the atmosphere now, uh, and they found something pretty crazy. So not the hottest of the planets that they've observed like this. It's between 2,500 and Celsius. But, um, they looked into that the molecules that, uh, could develop in that and could be that of vanadium and, uh, hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so basically That doesn't
0: sound like a chemical that's in this planet. <laughs> Vanadium What is it? Vanadium. Vanadium? <laughs> is that a metal?
1: Yeah, it's a mineral, so they found that uh the atmosphere is actually some kind of gas metal it has vanadium, iron, chromium, calcium, sodium, magnesium, and nickel, but no titanium and um yeah wouldn't that be weird? They like live in a planet where you're breathing in metal, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah I'm... hmm.
1: It's interesting because one of the people they're talking to said, We are really beginning to understand what the data from the instruments show us, how planets resemble and differ from each other in the same way perhaps that Charles Darwin began to develop the theory of evolution after characterizing countless species of animals. We are beginning to understand more about how these exoplanets were formed and how they work. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, it's like Jupiter, but it <laughs> in the big way.
0: Those astrophysicists uh, pretty amazing how they could get that data. Uh, I don't know how they could possibly know the chemicals in that planet's atmosphere.
1: <laughs> yeah, it says that to study the atmosphere, you need fainty signals. So light passes through and there's some wavelength of light that will be absorbed and enhanced and so that way you can <laughs> figure out between what what's uh, the light passing through and I don't know it's pretty crazy I don't, I'm not the one to ask but they would be able to explain somehow The next topic is the uh, the classic black hole <laughs> well, yeah. this is the uh, first time we've ever seen the black hole uh, sp- sp- what they call sp- spaghetti cating a star <laughs> do you know the theory of uh, what happens if you are like upon the horizon event horizon of a black hole how your body would end up to be
0: if I was on the event horizon of a black hole?
1: Yeah, and then you, like, get, you fall in and suck into it. What happens to your body?
0: I think we talked about this before. Oh. You, you go into, uh... <laughs> you go into this, uh, time, place with a bunch of, uh, and then you could uh, communicate with the past through making signals through the books
1: (laughs) yeah since the black hole's a sharp increase in gravity your body would start to stretch out and become like spaghetti Hmm. So it would just stretch you out into all little strips and then you'd be absorbed into the black hole. Uh so the star they were able to observe is called the A T twenty nineteen QIZ. Um over the last six every six months they we were able to witness uh the process of the spaghettification of a star. They say that the star was about the same mass of our own sun, and then uh, by the time when they observed it was about it was already about half. They lost it lost about half of its mass to the black hole already, which was about a million times more massive than it. Wow! They were able to see when it's spaghettifying... Spetifer- uh, it was absorbing the materials and it can blind the observations but they were able to capture it but they saw the current of the curtain of dust and debris that's drawn up when the black hole launches out an outflow of uh, material and it goes up to like 10,000 kilometers per second mm-hmm They were able to pinpoint the origin of the skewing material and follow it in real time as it uh, engulfs the black hole. So they observed the UV optical X-ray and radio light that the star was was throwing out as it got swallowed by the black hole. Um, It's pretty crazy. (laughs)
0: That was the first time we ever observed that.
1: Yeah, it was an emission of a new tidal disruption that uh, that caught their eye. And that they were observing it for the six months and were able to witness the star be ripped apart. And Yeah, it was observable through uh, most telescopes, those observatories that they have all over Earth. <laughs> yeah, I think it's the closest one they've seen. It was, what, 215 million years away
0: what is the disruptive event does that have to do with the accretion disk
1: the tidal disruption event it's just uh the way you can identify the black hole and uh that's how they began to observe this very spigotification of the star (laughs) that's uh black holes for you they I was thinking, like, how do you observe a star getting absorbed if all the light's, like, getting... No light can escape a black hole. Then I was thinking, like, well, it makes sense because the black hole doesn't just surround it and destroy all light. It has to pass by and get pulled into the gravity. So it makes sense that you can observe it over six months. Mm hmm Yeah.
0: Did they make a video of it? No.
1: They have conceptual art of what it could look like, but I mean some YouTuber or scientists will probably make the video of what it could have looked like.
0: Well that's it. Uh, the I wanted to thank the audience because the last episode was the most popular. They got the most listens since the very beginning.
1: Not counting the bonus episode, though.
0: It seems like uh, balancing two podcasts might be messing with the listens. I don't know. what's. We'll see what's going to happen.
1: <laughs> oh, I have an idea for a Talk To You later show, but I'm not sure if we do it. There's a article that talks about board plans for the future of space exploration from ESA and the NASA. So they didn't even have a timeline. So
0: yeah, Trevor was a little disappointed because they didn't put dates on it.
1: Yeah, it wasn't like Did they put dates on it or they just. No, they just had a bunch of paragraphs like, oh, we want to do this. So working on that. Like I want like a line, some other lines crossing that line with dates and words that say what you're doing.
0: Yeah, maybe you could. uh <laughs> Uh, manage their projects and get them busy to uh, make some deadlines.
1: Yeah, they have deadlines it's just not presented in a timeline. Hmm.
0: Okay, I'll talk to you later.
1: Talk to you later.